0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pandorvis, pastor here at Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out day after day on this radio broadcast. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, with the Old Trailblazer. And many of you may not know much about the Old Trailblazer. I'm the pastor here uh, in Radio Missions, First Baptist Church of Algiers, where Pastor L.R. Shelton was the founder and the pastor for many, many years and where, he, uh, where we play the Voice of Truth broadcast every Sunday over many, many stations. If you go there to our website, you can find those. Also, if you go to Sermon Audio, we have uh, archive messages there. You can hear them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, on your computer if you'd like. And if you have any kind of trouble getting all those things, you write me here or email me. My email address is pastor at radiomissions.org, and my phone number here is area code 225. 225- Six six four eight six five eight, and I'm always happy to hear from you. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace, and I'm a, I'm not a theologian by any stretch of the imagination. I have very little knowledge of the scriptures, but the Lord has given me grace to be true to your soul, to give you. Thus saith the Lord, and that's what we're doing in these studies. I know that it's a controversial thing when you go to talking about. The first 11 chapters of Genesis, folks will tell you that's all uh, hooey, all foo-foo. But no, it's God's Word, my friend. If you never believe God's Word, you, you'll never be saved. Lots of times I hold my Bible up here in the aud- in the auditorium, and I say, this is God's Word. a Verbally inspired, unbroken. And uh, believe it and be saved. Disbelieve it and be damned. That's true, my friend. And And, I, and folks get angry with me because I'm dogmatic, but the Bible says that man is a sinner, and he says, uh, there's none righteous, no, not one. That's dogmatic, isn't it? You can't explain that away, my friend. But we're looking at a study here now, have been for a couple of weeks, on the home, our homes. We're looking now at the first home. There in the Garden of Eden was the first home, my friend. And we saw in our last study there how that Satan approached Eve, and he said unto her, Yea, hath God said? Has God said? And then Eve, uh, as it were, let her guard down. And she answered him and said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. That's not true. She added to the word of God. She did. But let me say here, my friend, the Lord Jesus Christ, while on earth here, he met Satan that ever, ever, uh, ever thrust with thus it is written. And then we find, and they overcame him by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Satan knows exactly when we misquote the word of God. Now, I hear radio preachers, I hear them misquote the scriptures. Satan knows when we add to the word of God or take away from it. And don't worry. He knows, listen, he'll take advantage of every opening we give him. So immediately he came back to the woman there in the garden and said, Ye shall not surely die. Ye shall not surely die. Oh, my friend, now listen. This was a flat denial of the word of God by Satan. He thrust home his dart, first of doubt, and then second, the dart of denial. He went on to say, for God, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. if find that in Genesis 3, 5. I wish you'd go there and read the first several chapters of Genesis before our next study. He made a flat denial of the Word of God. Now, my friend, you tell me you want to be saved? As long as you're not trusting the Lord, you're disobeying His Word. You're denying the grace of God. Now, you never thought of it like that, did you? No, you never thought of it like that. But let's go back to our study. He made that denial of the word of God, and he held out a false hope to the woman. In James, we find, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That's James one fourteen fifteen. 15. The woman began to lust after the food. And she saw it was good. She saw it was pleasant to the eyes. We, in the last study or two there back, we, we kind of described a little bit of that garden, how beautiful it was, how pleasant it was. There was no, there was no sin there, nothing to disrupt their, their true companionship with the Lord. They walked and talked with the Lord on a daily basis there, my friend. They, they were covered with the Lord's glory. You say, how did they find out they were naked? When they sinned, the glory of the Lord left them. That's not uh, uh, something for us to delve into. That's the Lord's business, my friend. But it said they saw. They saw. He asked them why they ran and hid themselves. And they said, because we were naked. Oh, but listen. The woman began to lust after the food, and she saw it was good. She saw it was pleasant to the eyes. Can you imagine how beautiful that garden was? I'm looking forward, not, not to primarily to in heaven to see those things, but primarily is to see the Lord who paid our sin debt and died for it. But it will be a beautiful place, my friend. It will. We can't deny that it will be a beautiful place. I was coming home from service one night, and I heard a preacher on the radio out of Tennessee, and he was going on and on and on. But he said, uh, you know, I'm an architect by... By trade before the Lord uh, called me to preach and he said've I've come up with the idea that I'm going to ask the Lord not to build my mansion till I get to heaven I want to design it I want and he went on to tell what he would like to have in his front yard and his backyard and out on the prairie and all my friend it made me sick made me sick to think that he would put his will up against the will of the Lord because the Lord says he's gone away to prepare a place for us. A mansion. And, and you've ever read the description of the New Jerusalem, my friend? Oh, I forget now the exact. 1,500 cubics high, 1,500 cubic square. All of the, it's going to be a beautiful place. It's going to be the streets are made, uh, overlaid with gold. All of those things. That's not important. Those things are not important. What's important, Trailblazer? Important is to see the Lord, to see the scars in His hand. I want to hold His hand. And look to see if I can see my name there. See my name in the palm of his hand. I had this man call me. And he said, he said, there's no such a thing as eternal security. He said, uh, he, he foo-fooed all of that stuff. And I wrote him back. And I said, you know, the scripture says our names are engraved in the palm of the Lord's hand. You think he would erase my name out? You think he would erase your name out? My, my sinner friend, awakened sinner That ought to to entice you, encourage you to come on and trust the Lord if he was so gracious to write your, your name in the palm of his hand. You say, how could he? You don't have to understand everything, my friend. No, you don't have to understand that. Do you understand a computer that you can that that the old trailblazers are speaking now and they can hear it in Northern Ireland or hear it in in uh, in um, Winnipeg, Canada, or hear it in Beijing, China, right now as I'm speaking? I don't understand that, but I believe it because folks write me and tell me they heard me there. And then I told you the other day. Sometimes a little sarcasm don't hurt, does it? Uh, I, that's right. I, I use it a little bit. But I told this fellow, I said, you don't have to understand everything. I said, can you understand how the black cow can eat green grass, give white milk, make yellow butter? I know you can't understand that. I can't understand it either. But I've done it my, many a time. M- m- back there on the farm, milk an old black cow, and carry the milk into to mama. She had, she would strain it in a in a in a thing and let the cream rise on it, and then we'd sh- churn it and make butter out of it, it was a black cow and white milk and yellow butter, and it'd all, all of them been eating green grass out there in the pasture. But my friend, we don't have to understand, we have to accept. Accept that Christ died for. If you ever if you ever come to the place where you believed that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Abraham didn't fly backwards. I have folks who hear me. When I, when I lay the claims of Christ on their heart, oh, they fly backwards. And they don't know. You don't know my heart. You don't know how wicked I You don't know what a sinner. Or on the other side, well, I'm not a sinner. You tell me you got to become a sinner and, and see yourself as a sinner? Well, I'll tell you this. You'll never turn to the Lord until you see yourself as a sinner. Hopeless, helpless, poor, doomed, and damned Sinner. You won't, my friend. You can you can argue with that if you want to. But until you see your desperation, you see your need, you'll never turn to the Lord. And then what grace it is when the Lord reaches out and saves you, reaches out and forgives all of your sin. My friend, let, let the world go. Let the world go on by. It's going to hell anyhow. You say, Pastor, the world's going to hell. Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir, going to hell like a on a toboggan slide, old Pastor Shelton used to say. I don't know what a toboggan slide is, but I believe it would come down the hill fast because that's where we're going. I, I, that's the reason I bring you these studies, my friend. Our homes are wrecked and ruined by Satan and by the world and by everything that's ungodly and nobody's saying anything about it. We have our our modern free will preachers invite folks to come down to the front and shake his hand and be saved. That's no more salvation than a hog with a side saddle, my friend. I'm telling you the truth. Salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens to you. You think if you get saved and, and I asked you how you got saved, well, I shook the preacher's hand and he told me I was saved. My friend, don't rely on that. Don't go out into eternity on a handshake. Salvation is trusting the Lord. And you never do that until you see your need. You know what our need is today in this ministry and in your ministry, Pastor, is that the Holy Spirit would meet with us and convict and convince our folks that they're sinners and that they're at a far distance from a holy God. Oh, my friend, may the Holy Spirit deal with our hearts. You folks who call yourself a part of the radio missions, May the Lord deal with your hearts even this morning, even tonight, wherever you are, and uh, awaken you, open your heart. I know it's a strange thing. I know because we have gotten so far away from the truth, the truth of God's Word. And that's the reason I often asked you to go back and read the lives and times of the old Puritan preachers back there in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds, 1800s, where they taught the gospel, they preached the gospel that Christ died for sinners and that man is a sinner by nature and by choice and by practice, but he doesn't know it. He's blinded Satan. Now, we're looking at Satan, how he blinded Eve's eyes here to the fact that she shouldn't eat of the tree of life, knowledge of life. And uh, he blinded her eyes right there, and we've been blinded ever since, my friend. We are blind. We come into this world blind to the fact that we need a substitute, a savior, a, a ransom, a hiding place. Do you have a you have a hiding place at this time, my friend? Can you look up at night into the starry skies and say thank you, Lord, for saving an old sinner like me? Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? You admit? Have you ever admitted that you're a sinner? I'm not talking about drinking and gambling and fornicating and whoremongering. I'm not talking about that. That's, that's, that's probably the least sin that you could be worried about. It's that old depraved nature, my friend, where you hate God. You say, I don't hate God, Pastor. I, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You don't want your wheel broken. You don't want your wheel stepped on. You want to do as you please. The scripture says, "Ye will not to come to me that you might have life." We're going to get back into the next study. We're going to look at Eve, how they, how that Satan tempted her, and they fell there, and uh, sinned and ran away from God. This is the old Trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis Remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye, and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad, or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.